0: No, he won't come out of the IT center. Bass, you of all people know what it's like to to lose a loved one. He needs time and it's only been three weeks.
1: I know, is he at least eating
2: better?
0: Well, if by better you mean more consistently, yes. If you mean healthy, not so much. Hey, guys. Any word? I just brought him in his favorite. Beef lo Doritos, and a strawberry milk.
3: Hmm. Well, at least he's eating now. Still nothing back from Beauregard-Lowing. Uh, after you all got back and reports were filed, they stopped, well, everything. No new communications, no request for updates. No uploads of new data or grant processing requests? They've never been out of communication for this long. It's eerie.
1: What about our kind and benevolent despot?
0: All four of them, they've just been Well They're ghosts. I saw Doctor Van Zant a few days ago, but other than that, they're they all seem to be very sequestered. Um I haven't seen Dr. Jovac since you all got back. I did run into Gemma this morning in the shower, but she wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Guilt?
1: Um, Dr. Lorenz? Maybe. But Wainwright? No. Have you ever known Dr. Wainwright to be anything other than self-serving?
3: No. Now that you mention it, no.
0: Uh, I'm going to go get a trait for myself. I'll... Mm. You boys talk, and I'll be back in a little bit. Um, just curious, Deputy Marshal,
3: why haven't we involved Dr. Jennings in our Atlas discussions?
1: Well, don't get me wrong, Mr. Kelly, I've considered it many times. I'm, I'm nervous, though, what a scientist will do if one of their own gets too much knowledge. Yeah. Kendra works with Anzan and, by proxy, Jovac and Wainwright. From what I understand, they don't want to lose her or her experience. Even so, though, the last thing I want to do is put her or her career in
3: jeopardy. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I kind of see where you might have concerns. You still think they had something to do... will have something to do with the uh, future Canadian station disaster?
1: Leaning that way. On the recording we listened to, they talked about some outside interference. The station was being surrounded by a swirling purple and blue mist. Lights were flickering. Sound familiar?
3: Exactly what Sandra and Lars saw. And Franklin. Franklin? Oh, Franklin saw it too?
1: Well, that's what he's told me. Said just before he came to find himself in the tube, he was walking around hell and saw a purple and blue swirling mist. He approached it and woke up in the tube he's been living in ever since. Also, when I was walking through the time door... Few months back, I didn't see or hear anything. But on the video playback, you see the exact same thing. Sandra verified it as well. What she sees each time we have a power flicker here at the station.
3: Oh, okay. So, the power flickers, and Sandra sees the same thing the scientists described around the station. The time door has it. Franklin saw it. A station in the future creates. Mutant spiders, uh, uh,
0: how are they all connected?
1: That is the question du jour, Mr. Kelly.
0: (laughs) Bass, you don't have to stand every time I leave or come back to the table.
1: Kendra, I've said it before and I'll say it now and again and again. It's just how I was raised, it shows respect. And if I were to stop doing it now that we're a couple, It would mean I was only trying to initially impress you. And it would be insulting.
0: (sighs) Is everyone from Kansas this sweet?
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But I think you'll find that most Midwesterners, at least farm people, still hold on to old world manners.
0: I spoke to Lunch Lady Alice. She said she'd pop in on Chris later this afternoon, drop off some cookies and a little piece of pie. Just give him a check-in.
1: She's sweet. Thank you, Miss Alice.
0: Don't you worry none about it. I'd be happy to go check on him. I'll even whip up that boy some booyah if it make him ride his rain. I'll tell him all you says hi.
1: Booyah. Is that like a form of alcohol?
0: <laughs> it's so Minnesota. Uh, it's a special type of soup. Veggies, mostly. But to call it, well, it's top of the list best comfort food out there. Sounds delicious.
4: Whoa, okay. I am picking up some moody blue-style bummer dark mind clouds from this lunch bunch. All choppy weather in the stratosphere. You guys okay?
0: Oh, hi, Patrick. Uh, we're just...
4: Discussing... Chris? We are. Uh, would you like to join us? No. <sighs> I, I'm just doing a little walk-by for right now, I gotta go tend to the kiddies in the nursery, and change the music from uh, Zeppelin to Floyd. They are really digging the 70s jams right now, don't know why. Uh, but anyways, glad you dooders are checking in on him, I, I haven't seen Chris since, like since you guys got back from your super secret ice capades. Uh, You guys still can't talk about it, can you?
1: No, I'm sorry, Mr. Dauber. The others and I who went out are under a non-disclosure agreement. We're not able to discuss it with anybody.
4: Yeah, Zeke pretty much said the same thing. But man, the station's crew were really feeling Emery not coming back with you guys. He was one of us, man. Holy station family, you know? Not knowing anything about what happened, like nothing. It's not cool, man. Not cool at all.
1: I completely understand. And uh, trust me when I say that those of us who were there aren't doing well with this situation either. I I can't go into the details, but what I can tell you is that Emory made a decision that 100% guaranteed the rest of us would get back to this station safely.
4: Wait, so, so my main dude is like... Ah, uh,
1: sorry, I can't discuss or go into any details.
4: Yeah, now I'm getting a case of the downers. I can't believe he's not gonna be around anymore. He always made me laugh. Could always quote any Cheech and Chong record. I hope
3: someone tells his family something. Oh, one of, well, the last thing we did get from Beauregard Lowing prior to the communication stopping was confirmation that they were reaching out to his father in Idaho to provide as much explanation as they could, along with making sure he was compensated. Oh, I hope that didn't come out too
0: insensitive. It's all right, Thomas. We all understand.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna start up. Okay, okay, I, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go and head over to the nursery. and am gonna make sure the kitties are okay. Pay my respects and in my own. Catch you guys later. He's gone. And it's
1: my fault.
0: Sweetie, you need to stop it.
1: You know I can't.
0: You shouldn't be feeling guilty or beating yourself up over what happened. From what you said, there's well, there's no other nothing anyone could
3: Dr. do. To- Jennings is right, deputy. Emery chose for himself. He made his own decision.
1: decision. that the rest of us must live with in silence. We can't even tell his... Tell Mr. Todd. Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to snap at either of you. I apologize.
3: Oh, it's no my. offense taken, Deputy. Huh. Maybe we should get him to see Dr. Bremer early. I mean, gee, talking to somebody trained to help with... Uh, why the hairy
0: eyeball, Deputy Marshal? Oh, I know the reason. Because somebody made a promise to see the doctor this week, and he's too scared to go.
1: Scared?
0: Oh, sorry, that was was a bad choice of words. Yeah, you think so? It's just his lizard brain is activated, and he's running away from a potential threat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm just teasing you. Still, you said you promised your FBI friend.
1: And I would have seen him before now, but he was swamped. Today was the first day he had an opening. I'm not dragging ass about this.
0: You're right, you're right. I'm sorry for teasing you about it.
1: And no, you are not.
0: Yeah, I I am. I'm seriously not.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Thomas, where are you at, young man? I know you were fixing to help out with midwinter party preparations. Oh. You best get yourself in my presence in five minutes, or I'm gonna jerk a knot in that tail. Thank you. Oh, oh, gosh, darn it! I completely
3: forgot. Oh, she is not going to be happy with me. Uh, if you'll both excuse me.
0: <laughs>
3: of course, Mr. Kelly, no problem.
0: So. When is your appointment?
1: It's in... Damn it. Uh, I do need to get another watch down here when the season is up. Um, in about an hour.
0: Good. Baby steps, hon. I know you're not comfortable with feelings or talking through emotions, but Dr. Bremer is here to help.
1: I don't... want. Let... <laughs> no, you're right. You're always right. Uh, Look, I I need to get some paperwork done first, but uh, dinner tonight? Maybe a Western after?
0: (sighs) Absolutely. I was hoping you'd ask. What's the movie?
1: Well, uh, two choices I saw in the VHS library Shane with Alan Ladd, or The Wild Bunch with William
0: Holden. Ah, Shane or The Wild Bunch? Uh, I don't know. The only Western I know is Tombstone, so you better choose this one.
1: Okay. Well, how about this? I'll describe the plot of both over dinner, and you choose whichever you think sounds better. That sounds good. All right. Meet here at 1900?
0: I'll be your Huckleberry.
1: Okay. (laughs) U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 12th May, 2022... 13, 24 hours. This is day 81, Omson Scott sabotage investigation, LC-130 flight 0492 crash. Have two interviews today. One follow-up, the other initial. Follow-up interview with Keenan Drexel, head of station logistics and deputy chief engineer at 1530. An initial interview with cargo loader Deacon McTaggart at 1630. should only need 15 minutes with Keenan, but I scheduled an hour. That kid never shuts up. Now, McTaggart had been mentioned by both Mr. Brewster as well as Zeke as having taken the news of the crash. Difficult. Lots of emotion. I don't know if it's anything more than face value, but he's also had to cancel the past three attempts at being interviewed. Other than Lars, who doesn't talk, like, at all, McTaggart is the last initial interview in the investigation. Then, of course, at 1400 and before any of the interviews, I have to go see the resident head shrink, Dr. Bremer. Look, Diane, you know me. You know me better than I know myself. And my old man was a pull-yourself-up-by-the-bootstraps kind of guy. Didn't take to psychiatry. Called it head voodoo. In many ways, I'd like to think we've come a long way in the last forty years old prejudices die out when the old ones who held them pass. The fear of the unfamiliar and different goes away when you familiarize yourself, when you realize that there are other opinions and viewpoints other than yours on the table. But this, hell no. Look, if it wasn't for this promise I made to Fee, this station could kiss my ass in trying to make me see a shrink past you really gotta watch what you promise damn it <laughs> well she knows how to play me almost um. as good as you do <laughs> all right i'm just gonna rip this band-aid off and i'll go okay look at the blotches of ink that all look like horses to me talk about my parents how they never had enough blah 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 then i can get back to real work stop rolling your eyes diane this is US Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 12th May 2022. 20, 1327 hours. Daily Report paused. Oh, Diane, uh, please add a wristwatch to the list of items to ship down here to me when supply flights recommence. My Bolova Precisionist X broke during the crash. Uh, expense and send down with other items, please. It's the black, blue, and gray one, you remember. Uh, when I get back to my berth, I can get you the specific model number. Thanks. but even then only to family or close friends which at my age I can count on two hands so I'm happy to sit here for the hour but I'm not talking about feelings Dr. Brimmer fair enough if you don't want to be formally reviewed I can't make you I do have to see each station resident for an hour twice a month for the NSF protocols so as not to be a liar and still get paid how about we two just have a conversation for 45 minutes. Over a glass of bourbon? Nice try, but I'm on duty, Doc. What a coincidence. So am I. Shh, one drink, three fingers. Don't get me wrong. Rules are good, and they're there for a reason. But every so often, eh... <laughs> Hope this is good stuff. I grew up in Brooklyn, so our booze selection was either Italian Bucco or Manischewitz. Uh... Blue Run bourbon? That okay? There is Top Shelf bourbon. Then there's In the Back Under Lock and Key bourbon. Short of Pappy Van Winkle, that is some of the best bourbon out there I've ever had. Perfect. Then hopefully you won't make me drink solo and have a belt with me? Well, guess I don't want to be rude. (laughs) Thank you, Deputy Marshal. So, then if this isn't an official session, is it okay for me just to call you Bass? Here you go. Thanks. Guess that's okay. Been called much worse. Bass it is, then. Please just call me Sydney. Good to know you, Bass. So new acquaintances? New acquaintances. That is some smooth stuff. It does grow on you, yeah. Now, when you're not solving crimes at the bottom of the planet, where do you hang up your spurs, Bass? Well, up until recently, that was Honolulu. As I'm sure you read, I just took up full-time residence on Antarctica as the first fully assigned U.S. Deputy Marshal. Hawaiian cowboy, huh? I never knew that was a thing. It's not, really. That was just my last posting. I was born and raised in the Kansas prairie. Midwesterner, I knew there was something familiar I liked in the cut of that jib. Mind me asking? Why the Marshal Service? Why not a lawyer or a doctor or a farmer even? Huh. I don't hear cut of that jib much anymore. My granddad used to use that term. My dad, too. A lot. He's still with us? No. Sorry. I remember he used to say, Son, you can tell a lot about a man, how he looks you in the eye, how he shakes your hand, and how he likes his... Bourbon. Sounds like a wise man. My father, he was... Distant. Always focused on his job. His wife and his kids were just kind of in the background for him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He loved us in his own unique way. Some men are just hardwired in their own unique fashion. Guess so. I know you can't go into the details, but in general, how is the current investigation going? Slower than I'd like. Is this some psychiatrist tactic, Sydney? Get out the good stuff, bring up items specific from my past, whatever you saw in the NSF or U.S. Marshal background file, to get me to relax. <laughs> well, if it is, then I am horrible at it. Look at you. You're sitting in that chair, leaning away from me. You grab that chair arm, any harder you're going to break it. You've glanced at the clock on the table five times since you sat down. If you get any more relaxed, you'll have a stroke. Come on, Bass. Bess. We're just two guys shooting the shit. Although, if you don't mind me asking, why am I not comfortable with shrinks? <laughs> you read my mind. I, don't, I mean, look, I'm sure you're a nice guy and all. But I just, I don't know. I deal with what's on the surface, what I can see and hear and touch. Simple guy, meat, potatoes. If I wanted to get all the head stuff, I would have gone to the FBI Behavioral Division. No, no, I get, I get that. Trust me, Bass. You wouldn't be the first person I've crossed paths with who is scared about being with a psychiatrist. I'm sorry. That's the wrong term. Pardon me. Cautious. Cautious about being with a psychiatrist. That's a better term. Thank you. Glad somebody gets it. You've had to see somebody like me in your capacity as a federal officer, though. Don't U.S. Marshals go through a psych evaluation as part of the application process? We do. I did, and I wasn't crazy about it back then either. Huh, right. What? It's just that, well, not many people are comfortable with that word anymore. Crazy. I think that's something else I like about you. You'll say what you say, and it doesn't matter what others think. You're not being mean or hurtful, and I bet you'll adjust if somebody does take offense. But with you, Bass... I'm sensing that with you, it's what you see is what you get. You're honest, direct, forward, don't mince words. I like that, respect it. Thank you again. So, you're not marshalling, what do you like to do? Hobbies, sports? No, wait, let me guess. You're a cowboy from the Kansas Prairie. You play guitar and not half as badly as you claim, I bet. Guilty, yeah. Uh, I wish I could play an instrument on my life's big regrets. I've always found there's a lot of wisdom and sound advice in some of those old country and western songs. Yeah, I actually feel the same. When I get upset or need some thinking time, I put on some old crooners. It helps me out a lot. I remember this one song I, I'd heard in the old western movies on Saturday afternoon. Man, how'd it go? Mmm, bum, Come sit down beside me, and hear my sad story. Got Got shot shot in the breast, breast, and I know I must die. die. Streets of Laredo, one of my favorites. Tex Ritter. I was always partial to Marty Robbins myself. Go Go gather gather around you a group of young cowboys. And tell them the story of, of this my sad fate. fate. Tell one and the other before they go, they go further, further. To stop their rain. wild roving before it's too late. Yeah, Bass. Yeah, roving wild. Strike a chord? A bit, yeah. Um, you know, assuming you don't mind an observation from somebody you just now met, go ahead. For somebody who doesn't like complication, a self-professed meat-and-tater's man, you've got an odd way about you. What do you mean? You're a walking, breathing contradiction of yourself. All right? Well, no. okay then, um, let me explain. And this is just what I've picked up in the, oh, what, ten minutes you've been here? You grew up on the prairie, used to isolation, however you've been having trouble adapting to the isolation on the station. You're this big, burly, manly man, law enforcement was supposed to be hard as grit, but you actually go out of your way to make sure people are comfortable. You say you like dealing with what's on the surface, but as an investigator, I read you have one of the highest conviction rates and witness confession records. Just like me, your job is to dig in and to get into somebody's head. To get them to confess. Plus, only one official complaint in 20 years of federal service, and that was five months ago from Van Zant here on this station. Nobody ever said you coerced or forced a confession. According to the file on my desk, you're one of the best U.S. Marshal investigators out Ma- there. Don't, okay? Knock this shit off. Oh right, I forgot, you're personally humble in a profession where you must brag on yourself to get credit, recognition, or promotions. Thanks for reminding me. Most of the time, I'm pretty good at getting an initial read on people when it comes to the profession. You on the other hand, like I said, you have an odd way about you. Refreshing, really. Yeah, you say so, Doc. I appreciate it, Bass. Sometimes, just like you, I call them like I see them. No pretense, no complications, nothing to read into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good pull. It was indeed Sigmund Freud who said that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why not, but hey. If you don't mind me saying, I thought it went well today. You'd be okay if we just had another sit down over a glass of the good stuff in another two weeks? Fantastic. Two weeks from today. It was great chatting with you, Bass. Same here, Sydney. Appreciate you not trying to get all into my head today. Sometimes it isn't what we say aloud that has the most impact. Afternoon, Bass. Recording stopped.
0: And you know you can
1: trust me, because it ain't like that at all, sir. We didn't even know what we was getting into until we arrived. Okay, yes. Technically, she was a younger station. But she was in trouble, girl. I'm an engineer. And like a doctor, I have a Hippocratic Oath to... Oh, damn, lawman, your timer couldn't be better, man. Hey, buddy, Um, can you do me a solid? I have an interview finally with one of your crew, Deacon McTaggart, and I want to establish a baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a second, uh, be honest now, we didn't know what we was getting into when we headed up to the Canadian station, right? Didn't, nope, we didn't know what, what the complex was, just sent out to investigate. His profile says he's overly agitated in your dealings with McTaggart. No, it ain't all about bros before hoes. And you know Bass ain't like that. Our lives was in danger. The old nasty spiders would have sucked the life energy out of us. How much did you get to vet his background before he was hired? Or was that all NSF handled?
2: No, it ain't like that at all.
1: I spent the whole time working on repairing naughty. Damn spiders chewed up all badly. I didn't get to check around the station. I didn't get to explore her frame. You know, your frame is the only frame I want, baby. None of his files make any sense to me. I can't figure out how he would have passed the background test if he's that excitable you want to testify here, Bass? You were fixing the naughty, except when you were elbow deep in the power room trying to get the station to turn on. No. Oh. No. No. Mm. Not, not turn on. Just power up. Yes, man, what the hell? Come on, long man. What? What's the matter? <coughs> what? Oh, oh, the, right, your, your lady. Yeah, your lady. So. When you just said to turn on, you spoke right. No, no, that you're right. I mean, power up. I meant power up. All you were trying to do was get energy running again from the station's systems. Zeke, you don't seriously. <clears throat> oh, Come on now, baby. Why do you think any other station could have even catch my eye? <laughs> it wasn't even me who got the power flowing, it was Emory. Come on now, baby girl, now you know that just ain't true. Almost the whole time I was in that VMF, all I was focused on was that naughty. I don't care what some new station coochie you've giving out. I try a little space warmer when I got me a furnace at home. Of course he can. Ain't that the truth, long man? Ain't what? The truth- I don't hear anything, see. Did I repair anything on that station? Um, no. Other than the naughty, I don't remember seeing you work on anything. That was all Mr. Waters who did that. He ain't lying, baby girl. Come on now. He don't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am many things, but a liar isn't one. You want me to swear an oath on it? Bring me a Bible, I'll swear on it twice. Yeah, she ain't gonna do that one. <laughs> she, <laughs> she don't mean nothing by law, man. <laughs> she just she forgets how hot she is sometimes. Needs me to keep that flame burning. Am I right, sugar? Yeah. Oh, you know I'll tear that up like you like. Oh, I'm sorry, best. Did You need something? Starting to understand why Primer's around? Um... Deacon McTaggart. Cargo loading team. New guy. Also, twitchier than hell. You meet those cats who just can't relax, no matter what. Like paranoid, always worrying, glass half empty dudes. One or two, yeah. Yeah, well McTaggart makes him look overconfident. Yeah, the NSF rotates contract crew in, one each season, and uh, I've asked time and time again to be part of the interview process, but they never take me up on it. Anyway, don't matter none, because whatever they do send me down here, I polish them up real good. But look at my boy Keenan. Came down here two years ago, thought a Crescent wrench was a French pastry. Now today, he ain't that ignorant no more. Just a dumbass. Okay, so McTaggart is still rough around the edges. <laughs> That's an understatement. Dude never relaxes. I finally got an interview with him scheduled for 1600 Only took three times of him canceling, but he finally got the hint I wasn't going to stop asking. Well, I'm going to wish you luck on that one, lawman. Now... Even you, excuse me, me and my lady. Well, we have some makeup uh, repairs to see to.
2: <laughs>
1: McTaggart with mechanical engineering degree, 1992, Pacific Northwest, and assigned to the station on November 1st, 2021. DeWalt crew, part of Zeke's team.
2: Uh, who? Uh, not that I recall Is that correct?
1: Again, Mr. McTaggart I'm not trying to get you to say one thing or another Just calm down Let's try to relax Take some deep breaths and think All I'm looking for is the truth But I'm telling you the truth I wasn't trying to imply otherwise, Mr. McTaggart Just trying to help you to relax
2: Oh, uh, okay How's this?
1: Fine. You're doing just fine.
2: Ah, you're not just saying that.
1: I'm being truthful as well. Just take a few deep breaths. Okay. Is that better? I'd be happy to get you some water or a soda, whatever you think might help you stay relaxed.
2: Uh, I'm okay. You sure? Yeah.
1: Perfect. Now, just want to ask you to remember some things. Help me understand, since I wasn't there. I need you to be my eyes and ears for what took place. Would that be all right?
2: Uh, sure. I, 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 okay, I, I mean, yes.
1: Still relaxing, Mr. McTaggart? Stay in that zone. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Remember back to the last day before summer ended. It's about 6 a.m. in the morning. The same morning I left the station. The same morning doctor Jennings sang over the PA, you remember?
2: Oh she has a great voice. I agreed. Absolutely does. I think she's classically trained or uh, self taught? Let's let's focus. Yeah, right. You're probably right. It's too polished to be self taught. Probably Juilliard or something like that.
1: Focus on the morning, mister McTaggart. Not the doctor's singing.
2: Right, right, sorry. Sorry. Oh, um uh, okay, I remember.
1: It's six in the morning. Night crew is wrapping up. Morning crew are reporting in. You clock out and
2: you did what? I went to the bar.
1: We don't have a bar on station, Mr. McTaggart.
2: No, in the gym, the pull-up bars. I always go there after my shift, stretch, do some pull-ups. I call it the bar. Besides, six in the morning, is too early for me to start boozing. Uh, uh, did anybody go to the bar with you? No. No, that uh, early in the morning, and with only uh, fifty or so people left, there typically isn't anybody in the gerbil gym. How long were you there, doing pull-ups? Uh, I wasn't really keeping track of the time. Uh, not exactly. Anyway, well, I mean, I had no way of knowing it would be matter later on that the police would be questioning.
1: Back to that relaxing place. I'm. I'm not looking for an exact time. Rough estimates will be fine. Thirty minutes, an hour, two.
2: Uh, 30 minutes.
1: Okay. Half an hour. Afterwards, do you remember where you. No, wait.
2: Were? It might have been 60 minutes. I broke my pull up record that morning in a single session. That I remember. 15. 15? No, 60. Wait.
1: Which one? Who? No. <clears throat> okay. What was the number of pull ups? The record breaker.
2: Oh, uh, 15, yeah.
1: 15, impressive. Okay, we're halfway there. Now, rough estimate only. From the time you went to the gym to the time you walked out, about
2: how long? Oh, can I say 45? It was longer than 30, but I don't think a full hour. Yes,
1: absolutely. If. It's what your memory tells you. Let's go with that,
2: 45. Sounds right, yeah, 45.
1: Okie dokie. Let's fast forward now. It's around 12 p.m. Do you recall where you
2: were? I was asleep. I was in bed at 10 a.m. Night shift starts at 8 p.m. Uh, I was in Maui that night. It's a dream. I'm laying on a beach. Oh, man, what a great...
1: Do um hmm tell me what you recall taking place when you heard the LC-130 drop from radar. I didn't do it. Do what, Mr. McTaggart?
2: I didn't crash it.
1: Of course you didn't. You weren't out there.
2: No, 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 you, you don't get it. Ah
1: Then help me, Mr. McTaggart. Help me to get it.
2: It was the canisters, the ones in the sanitary waste pallet.
1: Canisters of what?
2: I don't know. Uh, they don't tell me, and I don't want to look. They just tell me which pallet of waste to use to get it off the station. Who
1: told you this? The
2: email. Well, the emails tell me. say they'll hurt somebody I love. I don't do it.
1: So, just to be clear, under duress and threat of bodily harm to either you or somebody you know and love. You were coerced into taking an action you otherwise would not have taken and knew it was wrong in order to keep everybody from bodily harm. Is that correct? Yes. You were told to put something already in a canister into a palletized pile of waste being shipped off Antarctica for processing back in New Zealand, is that right? Yeah,
2: all seven canisters.
1: I see. How do the canisters get to you?
2: Always is something shipped down here and stored either in the cargo huts or in the logistics arch. Uh, those canisters that got put in the waste pallets came here in a crate of paper and toner somebody ordered. Uh... The next shipment was sent down, and extra construction supplies being stored. What? I never meant for your plane to get damaged, man, or for you to crash. That's why I'm so upset.
1: Mr. McTaggart, why do you think it was the canisters that caused the crash? what else would it have been? The plane was sabotaged. A release sensor from one of the jet bottles indicated it had been safely ejected upon takeoff. It wasn't. It didn't eject until mid-flight. And it took out an engine in the process. The damage originated from outside the plane, not inside. You sure? Mr. McTaggart, I was inside the plane when it happened, so yeah, pretty confident.
2: Oh. Oh, you have. You have no idea how happy this makes me. Oh. Ah, the guilt that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
1: Um, uh-oh. Why don't we go check out those building supplies with Zeke?
2: No, I wish the station did have a bar.
1: Recording stopped. This is U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 12th May, 2022. Current time is 23, uh, let's call it 2315 hours. Station flight sabotage investigation continued. Re-interview of Keenan Drexel went as expected. (laughs) That kid goes on the weirdest tangents, and he never shuts up. However, he did give me a really good recipe for bourbon baked beans I'll have to try. Uh, Initial interview of Deacon McTaggart provided a break in the case. Thinking he was responsible for the crash, he confessed to unwittingly aiding in smuggling drugs on and off the station. He claims that a family member or a friend is being threatened if he doesn't assist in it clandestinely, helping to sneak items in and off the station, and apparently he is just the quote-unquote replacement guy. Whoever had that task before him left the station this summer and we're still trying to determine who that might have been. McTaggart indicated there had been contraband delivered to the station a few weeks before winter started and stored somewhere in the mistaken construction supplies we'd received. Now we believe the unexpected order was definitely no mix-up. Zeke, Mr. McTaggart and I went through in buckets of paint and primer, cement mix, and bags of gravel we found about four dozen stainless steel airtight containers. Each container able to hold up to 36 ounces and each filled with some version of what I believe at the time to be heroin. I laid it all out on the table, took high-res photos, and sent via encrypted messages to our DEA liaison. And according to them, this isn't simply over a hundred pounds of opium poppy seeds. This appears to be a genetically enhanced strain first perfected out of China that has twice the addictive and hallucinogenic effect. The DEA has been aware of its existence for a few years now, but we managed to obtain the first proven samples. Now they won't know definitively until they're able to analyze it in a lab, but are fairly certain based on a visual review. So the DEA is mulling this over, and they're going to get back to me on how to play this. Do we just confiscate it, destroy it, put them back, and track them to the receiving contact, and get them to flip? D, am torn on what to do with Mr. McTaggart. Effective immediately, Zika is him off the cargo lines and is giving him grunt work to do, and I I guess I feel guilty, Diane. This guy isn't a mastermind in the least, let's just say he's easily manipulated. Um, Naïve is the word I'm looking for. I'll see how... uh... U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlow speaking.
5: Good evening, Deputy Marshal. I apologize for calling so late. This is U.S. Marshal Murphy.
1: Ma'am, welcome on board to Hawaii District, as well as the promotion.
5: Thank you. I understand from my aides you had a productive day... Major break in your current investigating, as well as an interdiction of what it looks like to be valued around 40 million US in sophisticated and genetically enhanced designer opiates. Well done, Deputy.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Happy to be on the team.
5: From what I read here, you more or less are the team down there. No support staff locally, everything is remotely reviewed or sourced. Literal one man band, huh?
1: Uh, kind of you to say, ma'am. We have great people both on the island and on the mainland. I have no complaints.
5: Good to hear. I'm reviewing your service record. Impressive. Marshal Goodwin speaks. Spoke very highly of you.
1: Charlie was the best of us, ma'am.
5: Of that, I have no doubt. I know it's late for you, deputy. I just wanted to make sure I touched base as soon as I got settled and to congratulate you on an excellent job. And let you know we'll be in touch.
1: Yes, ma'am. Good night, ma'am. Last item, Diane. U.S. Marshal Anne Murphy. Watch her. Watch her close. Something's not right. This is Brian Bradley. Thank you for listening to our show. We are commercial free and able to do so thanks to our amazing sponsors. You can help support 90 Degrees by visiting our Patreon page go to 90degreespodcast.com. That's the number 90 and degreespodcast, all one word, dot com. You'll find a direct link to our Patreon page where you can make a monthly pledge
4: and get shirts, buttons, stickers, or even a shout-out as an honorary station polly. Speaking of, we'd like to send a special shout-out to the
1: following pollies. Nick Wolfe, Ernest A. Polron, and Padma Numi. Thank you for your sponsorship. It helps and supports us in so many ways. This has been 90 degrees south on behalf of the cast and crew i'd like to thank you for listening if you liked the episode and are enjoying the series please remember to give us a like a share a tweet send a raven or review on itunes audiobook or your favorite podcast site it helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay
4: until next time
3: this has been a bmb production